0: This is the Storm Report.
1: Welcome into the first edition of the Storm Report Podcast. It's the brand new podcast that deals with the world of severe weather and other interesting weather facts. I'm your host, Tommy Castor, and we are affiliated with the Storm Report Radio Network. Uh, this uh, Storm Report Radio Network provides weather forecasts for radio stations all over the U.S. And we're joined on our very first episode by the founder and the president of the Storm Report Radio Network. Dan Holiday. joins us on the Storm Report Podcast. Castan, how are you
0: hey good Tommy thanks for having me on and, uh, and and I'm excited about this this is brand new
1: yeah so it's a brand new element that uh, that you have added into the storm report tell folks first off a little bit uh, just about the storm report as a whole for those that don't know
0: yeah well we have to go back almost 15 years which is interesting uh, to 2005 um, a good friend of mine uh, Justin Potts and I had a conversation um, one time about how cool it would be to start a radio feature, um, for radio stations across the the country. And Justin, you know, I, I was a little bit leery of, of getting back into business again after, uh, doing a weather venture, uh, a weather venture quite a while before. And he said, you know, you got to do this because I think there's going to be a lot of interest. And so what we did was we, cre- we created a feature called the storm report and it was about a minute to two minutes long. And uh, we launched on March 1st, 2005 on 33 radio stations across the country. And not long after that, it evolved into doing a weather forecast for radio stations. Now, the severe weather feature on radio continues today. But as we know, in 2005, we didn't have Facebook. We didn't have Twitter. We didn't have all the cool social media tools that we have today. And And the exciting thing about this is now we can reach everyone um, no matter when you get up, no matter when you're ready to listen to podcasts, uh, we're here for you 24 hours a day on demand. And that's, that's really what this is all about.
1: So you and I have uh, been in conversations uh, over the last uh, few weeks or so talking about uh, how to expand the Storm Report brand and, and podcasting was kind of the, the natural, uh, I guess, next step for the venture. Uh, you know, I know you're excited about it, as am I, uh, but just give folks an idea about what you think having the Storm Report podcast will do to the overall brand.
0: Well, first of all, I want to say thank you for bringing the idea to us because uh, this is really uh, something that, that we wanted to do. And, and you have the digital and insight to, to know how to do this with, uh, with your company. And we've known each other through radio in Wichita. Um, and, and, and because of all that, um, what we want to do is just simply do several things. Obviously, we're going to talk about severe weather events uh, when they're likely, uh, we're going to recap some of the events that happened in the past. We're going to interview some um, uh, some folks that have been through some of the most incredible storms. Maybe they lived through some traumatic experiences. They want to share things that can help us. Ultimately, our goal is saving lives and offering preparedness for for people well in advance of severe weather. But I think this is going to encompass a lot of things. We're going to talk about weather storms, both in past and present form, and also what could be coming in the future. And uh, I think that's what this is all about. And more than likely, we'll talk to uh, some people we never thought we'd talk to along the way.
1: So why don't we go ahead and dive right into it and talk some weather? What do you say?
0: Absolutely. Let's do it.
1: All right, so uh, we're recording this on Tuesday afternoon, May 12th, 2020. So before we get into the future severe weather threat uh, that we're seeing in the next 24 to 48 hours, let's talk about the weather that we've seen, especially in the central U.S. to kick off the week. Uh, record low, high temperatures uh, in this part of the country, at least. Uh, and it's, a, it's pretty unique for this time of year. Uh, walk, walk everyone through, our listeners through, what we've seen the setup be earlier this week.
0: Yeah, this has been just really, really unusual. We had um, a layer of colder air near the surface um, that set up, really kind of settled in later Sunday um, behind a frontal boundary, and then into Monday and Tuesday, uh, specifically in in South Central and Southeastern Kansas. In fact, just looking at some of the temperatures, uh, the minimum uh, high temperatures or maximum cool temperatures. That's a little confusing when we talk about that, but I will tell you that it got to, I believe it was, um, in fact, I was looking at the Goodland report a little bit earlier. They may have been the coolest spot. Um, Yeah, we'll start with Goodland because I think that was the most fascinating. Uh, They got to 43 degrees on Monday, May 11th, and that broke the old maximum temperature record of 48 set way back in 1933. It was 41 at McCook, Nebraska. And then in and around Wichita, they got up to um, 50 degrees on Monday. The, the record was 53 set back in 1948, even in Russell, Kansas, 45 degrees. So really this cool pattern is, is unusual for this late in May. And then you go a little bit further and say, now we're going to make a quick transition into severe weather season all of a sudden. And that's probably going to be starting here on Wednesday.
1: And, you know, obviously, uh, you know, a lot of folks have been talking about the fact that severe weather season, at least in this part of the country, in the central U.S., uh, is off to an incredibly slow start. Uh, You know, as of this recording time and date, uh, no reported tornadoes or tornado warnings in the state of Kansas. Uh, So, you know, obviously, like you mentioned, Dan, it's a uh, kind of an abrupt jump from very cool temperatures into uh, more warm temperatures and then the threat of severe weather in the central U.S., Uh, Before we get into the immediate threat in the next 24 hours, uh, talk a little bit about the slow start to the severe weather season that we've seen so far.
0: A lot of it had to do with just the pattern we were in. Um, Much of the northern and central part of the country was cooler than average. We continue to have this cooler weather pattern. We warm up maybe for a day or two and then we turn cooler again. We were in um, somewhat of a northwest flow. And at the same time, we had uh, incredibly warm temperatures. on the west coast uh they were breaking records in the 80s and 90s in the valley of california northern california so um that has started to shift and 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 of course when all that was going on we had the severe weather outbreaks that occurred um within really a week's time around easter and then a week afterward in the deep south where we saw the greatest number of tornadoes so typically this time of year you see kansas and oklahoma rivaling for the top spot but It's mainly been Mississippi and uh, points further south and east, Louisiana, Alabama, places like that. But um, at least by late April, we're seeing more active weather in the central part of the country. And because of that cooler pattern we were in in the central plains, it just uh, did not materialize. So it looks like finally things are starting to shift. And we knew they eventually would, but they're going to do that here uh, midweek.
1: You know, now as we get into the uh, the immediate severe weather threat for Wednesday May 13th we do want to let our listeners know uh, that this episode is being recorded Tuesday afternoon on May 12th so the later you listen to this episode the, the likelihood is there that uh, you know some of the models may change or you know some of the outlooks may shift a little bit so this information is valid as of Tuesday afternoon uh, on May 12th Dan why don't you tell our listeners a little bit about what that that setup looks like uh, for for the middle of the week for Wednesday and what we're looking at in terms of a potential severe weather outbreak.
0: Yeah, we'll talk about that. And by the way, I know both of us have um, are, are are weather geeks at heart. I have to say that, and we found that out a while a while back. But um, but you've talked about maybe chasing storms on Wednesday. Um, unfortunately, I'll be stuck doing radio coverage and 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 doing that if we have severe weather. But but yeah, the the severe weather setup. Um, for Wednesday the 13th looks uh, interesting. And one thing we, we know about May is even if it doesn't look incredible the day before, it can just change so quickly because there's so many things that come into play in May. And and in this case, uh, everything on Wednesday is going to be conditional. And, and we say that especially in parts of southeastern Nebraska, um, southern Iowa, uh, northern and central Missouri, all the way down into Kansas. But there is one part of the the plains that looks a little bit more favorable, and that would be western Oklahoma into uh, north central and um, parts of northern Texas around the Texas panhandle, the eastern panhandle. And that's where the greater instability is going to be. That's where we're going to have a chance to warm up. There's going to be more moisture um, in place. And think about the fact that we're as cool as we are as of right now on this Tuesday in the central part of the country, what we have to do is get a warm front to lift to the north. And there's still some question exactly how far, uh, that, how far that warm front lifts to the north. The further north it gets, uh, it will take with it the higher dew points and the severe weather threat. So um, right now, places like you know Abilene, Texas, Altus, Oklahoma, Lawton, Wichita Falls, uh, Yukon, Oklahoma, that's gonna be the place that a lot of storm chasers are gonna be running to tomorrow to see storms develop. That said, there's going to be a layer of warm air in the atmosphere that we call the cap. And uh, that happens aloft where, you know, thunderstorms like that, that air to be colder as they start exploding. And then once they get to a certain level in the atmosphere, um, they hit that layer of warm air and then they just die out. And because that warm layer of air called the cap is, is so um, stout tomorrow, we know that storms just may not form um, at all during the afternoon. In fact, it may take until after sunset or maybe not at all. So there's a lot of question in Kansas, what's going to happen. Um, so the better, the better place that storm chasers are going to be eyeing is really, you know, I would say Enid southward into Altus and Wichita falls right around that zone is where, where the best chance is going to be. We have, um, a strong disturbance that's going to be coming in from the West. Um, a dry line, the dividing a line between warm, moist air and drier air to the west. And then, uh, you know, you get that moisture in place and instability. It's not perfect for a, a severe weather outbreak. It would probably be safer to call this um, a severe weather event. And by that, we mean if storms do form, they will likely quickly congeal into a line and pose more of a threat of large hail and damaging winds. But, uh, you know, tornadoes are not out of the question. It's just the better chance looking at it now would be for tornadoes to be over western Oklahoma and point south into uh, the eastern panhandle and uh, north central Texas.
1: We've got the president of the Storm Report Radio Network, Dan Holliday, joining us on the very first episode of the Storm Report podcast. Let's talk, Dan, now a little bit about the types of severe weather threat that uh, folks, especially in western Oklahoma and north central Texas, may be experiencing on Wednesday. So obviously you spoke a little bit about uh, the, the tornado threat, uh, but there also is a, a pretty good threat of uh, damaging winds and large hail as well, correct?
0: Yep, absolutely. Yeah, the, uh, the hail threat is is going to be i would say probably let's uh i'll put some of the cities on here and get a better look at this anywhere from um liberal kansas to beaver oklahoma to just east of Amarillo, uh, lubbock would be included in that midland texas and then even woodward oklahoma i think enid's going to be um on the eastern side of the large hail threat although not out of it and then as we go throughout the evening that threat of uh damaging winds will become more prominent and and so we'll likely see wind gust 60 miles per hour or greater. And that would be from um, north-central Oklahoma, northwest to north-central Oklahoma, from uh, the Kansas-Oklahoma line all the way through Woodward and then uh, almost to Oklahoma City and then points south into uh, Lubbock and uh, even Abilene, Texas. So that, that is pretty much the primary zone. T- typically, you see those thunderstorms with the initial threat of tornadoes and then some hail. And then as we go into the evening and late night, they become more of a wind thread. And that's really going to be the case here.
1: So again, what does the timing look like in all of this? I mean, obviously, we're looking at, you know, like you mentioned, the the wind thread extending into the the evening hours. Uh, are we looking at mid-afternoon or what, what does the setup sort of show to you?
0: Well, yeah, we'll look at, uh, in fact, I was just looking at one of the computer models a second ago. And what's interesting is these, you know, just like we talked about, these change by the hour. And and there's, um, you know, there's some storms that likely form very early Wednesday morning and get going over central Kansas into northern Oklahoma. These will likely be what we call elevated storms in nature. In fact, they're a little bit higher up in, in terms of the base, so they'll, they'll produce some large hail and some heavier amounts of rainfall. Then we may see those break up for a while, and then new storm development will likely happen sometime, I would say, you know, very early evening in the panhandle of Texas maybe about six or seven o'clock, but it's possible if that cap is strong enough, they may hold off for a while. There's one of the models showing them not really getting going until nine or 10 in the evening and then quickly uh, transitioning to a damaging wind threat. So there's a lot of conditions. You know, I use that word conditional a lot. Uh, Things are just not perfect for Wednesday right now, but obviously it's looking like anytime early evening, I would say to late evening, would be the greatest risk of severe weather.
1: As far as locations, I know you mentioned you know a handful of of locales, including Abilene, Texas, Wichita Falls, uh, Texas, Lawton, Oklahoma, uh, several other uh, you know areas where, uh, as of right now, the Storm Prediction Center has an enhanced risk uh, for their day two convective outlook. Uh, but talk a little bit about some of the areas outside uh, of of those locations. We're talking like Oklahoma City, Kansas City, Wichita, uh, you know, some of those areas where the the threat is not zero, but it might not be as high either. Uh, what should those folks look out for tomorrow?
0: Yeah, especially Wednesday morning when the uh, the first round of storms get gets going uh, as, as the moisture really returns and the warm front begins to lift uh, a little bit further north. We'll see um, showers and thunderstorms likely fire up over central Kansas and then move eastward into the eastern part of the state. That's where we'll see more of a hail threat. So uh, folks in Wichita, Salina, um, even in and around Dodge City, could see some activity in the morning and then that may spread into the Kansas city area. And then we'll likely see a bit of a break uh, during the day. And um, again, what we don't know is how far north this warm front is going to get. There's a, there's a lot of question in the models as to how far it's going to get. If it, if it lifts further north, it's going to put places like Kansas city, Salina, Wichita, Dodge city, Hutchinson in the mix of severe weather on Wednesday afternoon and evening. But if it uh, stays further south, then it will be more like an Oklahoma-Texas event for the greatest uh, area. So even if you're listening in in Kansas City, in Wichita, in uh, Topeka, for example, and points along the Kansas-Oklahoma line, um, all the way down into, I would say, as far south as um, uh, maybe even Del Rio, Texas, Midland, Texas, places like that, just uh, be on the lookout and then Uh, even further north and east, uh, Lincoln, Nebraska, Des Moines, Iowa, you're on the edge of the marginal risk. And this time of year, nobody is completely out of the woods. That's one thing we know.
1: So, Dan, it definitely looks like Wednesday is sort of day one uh, of what could potentially be a a several day, uh, I guess, event, not an outbreak, but an event uh, for severe weather. The threat area shifts some on Thursday. And I know we're still relatively far out to be able to tell for sure what may end up happening. But what are the early models suggesting for Thursday?
0: Yeah. Well, Thursday, as as we look at it now, it looks like more of um, the primary concern is going to be further north and east in places like Wichita, um, maybe just south of Topeka, Kansas cities, right in the middle of it all, um, the Lake of the Ozarks, uh, places like Peoria, Illinois, and even just uh, in Dubuque, Iowa. I would say that those areas would probably be the greatest in the greatest risk of severe weather. And And what's interesting about this is uh, the previous, when you have a, a frontal boundary that sort of stalls out in this case and a series of disturbances that move in from the west, you have outflow boundaries left behind by the storms the previous day before. And so then when the moisture interacts with those and something comes in, you could have a tornado uh, in a place that you never even knew you were going to have that. Um, we, we had a situation like that happen. Uh, you might remember in Chapman, Kansas, in a a marginal risk of severe weather, but yet they had uh, a pretty big-sized tornado. So um, when you go through Thursday afternoon, the threat shifts further to the north and east, although much of Oklahoma is still in a severe weather risk, and so is north central Texas, and then uh, points off into Indiana. And then once we get into Friday, Saturday, it's a little bit more uncertain because conditions and, and the ingredients aren't quite as strong And we don't know what's going to happen the day before to know where the best area of severe weather will be. So again, Friday, Saturday, still in the ballpark for more active weather, but it does look like Sunday. Once we get to Sunday, high pressure builds in and we're going to get a little bit of a break for a while.
1: Absolutely. So it looks like you know. Obviously, we'll want to make sure to keep uh, keep you updated as uh, the days go on. And if it looks like Thursday, Friday, Saturday, if it looks like those days, uh, you know, are continuing to grow as far as their probability for severe weather, uh, we'll want to make sure to uh, give that information to you and, and pass it along. So I think that is a pretty good uh, you know forecast and, and outlook uh, for what we may be seeing at least in the central U.S. or parts of the central U.S. Uh, for the the Wednesday severe weather potential. Uh, so we're definitely glad that we were able to, uh, to jump on with, with Dan Holiday, president of the Storm Report Radio Network, for his insight on all of that. And, and Dan, before I let you go, uh, if folks want to be able to learn more about the Storm Report or connect with uh, you or any of the team with the Storm Report, what should they do?
0: Yeah, they can reach out to us, um, actually follow us at uh, the Storm Report Radio Network on Facebook. Um, you'll be able to be notified that way obviously if we uh if we want to share some information or some storm images and videos you can follow us on twitter at the storm report and of course you can always email me directly um dan holiday at the stormreport.com. and um you know i i just uh, like i say i want to say thanks to you i bet you're excited about getting to go chasing right
1: I am. Yeah, it's been a while since I've had a chance to do that. Obviously, it's been a slow start to uh, the severe weather season. You know, like you said, it's kind of conditional tomorrow. So uh, not holding my breath that we'll be able to see <laughs> anything. But if we do, uh, and I'm able to, you know, take some pictures, I'll make sure to get those over to you. That way you can see them.
0: Awesome. Awesome. Well, looking forward to it. And hopefully everybody stays safe. And of course, um, uh, pass on to your friends about the new podcast as well, too, so they can subscribe.
1: For sure, Dan Holiday is the president and meteorologist for the Storm Report Radio Network. Before we wrap up, I do want to remind you to subscribe wherever you listen to your favorite podcast. Uh, and of course, we are adding new podcast platforms every single day, uh, so you'll be able to eventually find us on uh, anywhere you listen to your favorite podcast, like iTunes, Google Play, TuneIn, iHeartRadio, uh, Spotify, and many others out there. For sure, and of course, make sure to go online to the Storm Report. Uh, That way you can listen to the podcast right there. We'll make sure to share this episode uh, on social media, on Facebook and Twitter as well. So for Dan Holliday, I'm Tommy Caster. You've been listening to the Storm Report podcast.